boys. One eighty-eight. Here we are. One one eighty-eight. Welcome. Woo. Amazing. Yo, what up? Not much, man. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah? good. How are you guys dealing with uh, daylight savings time? Oh. I, what time is it? Yeah. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> uh, Jeez, Louise. Yeah, kind of brutal for me, man. I was. Uh, I, I had a gig on Saturday, and I got back home a little late at night, but I needed to kind of wind down. It wasn't cra- crazy late. I got home twelve thirty, right? Okay. Okay. Oh. So, so I kind of like. <laughs> right all right, you know, yeah. So, kind of chilled out for a while, you know, kind of came down from the gig, and then around two around two a.m. I'm like, all right, that's it. It's late. I gotta go to bed. And then I, I looked at the clock one more time, and it already jumped. It jumps to three. At, at, yep. at two o'clock, I think is when, at least on the West Coast, that's when it. Yeah, that's when time I, yeah, moves. Yep. Is that, yeah, is that when it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, don't. Button hooked you. It didn't know you. Yeah, yeah, total button hook. But luckily, I didn't have uh, an early appointment the next morning, so I was able to kind of get some rest. But it was still a surprise. Hope you guys yeah. are dealing with it all right. Jay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I, this is probably the most chipper I've been after a daylight savings time in quite some time. I don't know how what to attribute that to. He's delirious. Um, yeah, yeah, I could just be absolutely out of my mind. <laughs> mm, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Mr. Klein, you I seem a, hesitant. I had a, well, I had a, uh, a super early meeting. Man, I dropped Siri off at school at 7, like 7.15, so it was real tight. Um, I went to bed early, set my alarm for a bit earlier than that, but I forgot to leave the like critical alarm Mm. armed. Like I didn't leave my like normal 625 alarm. I just set this new one for like Ah. 610 Uh and apparently, and I don't remember, but apparently I decided 610, that's not right. So I woke (laughs) up at 650. Like ah oh, oh no. no oh no and then and I and I was in meetings from eight to well about three thirty so Ooh. it was it was yeah it was nice I hate starting the day that way but but it tomorrow happens. will be tomorrow will be better It'll be good. Yeah. you gotta love early morning decision making I mean, mm. oh my god oh. dude it's, oh. well I you know it's funny that's that's a that's a topic that uh, my take is. I try to eliminate as much of it as possible. You have to. So, yes. Well, not everybody does. I mean, I, I share. I'm this way. I, well, I'm I, I'm not that surprised. You're an organized guy. I can see it. You know, but I share uh, hotels with yeah. you know other musicians on the road. Yeah. And I'm like, we gotta, we have to uh, be up at 4 a.m. You know, or something crazy. You know, to catch this flight or whatever. I have. Everything packed already. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but you're are With, you a night owl? I'm a night owl and a morning person. It's not a good combination. That's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Thing. You don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. um, nah. Catch him in the midday. He's an absolute piece of yeah. shit. But yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, exactly. Lunchtime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but listen, I have everything packed, super organized, right? And then. I even have my clothes laid out. Sure. Like the ones I'm gonna, yeah. Good to go. And I look over and my bandmate is just like in bed, in his clothes, asleep <laughs> with like his suitcase. It looks like his suitcase just, exploded. He's murdered. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, I don't even know if he set an alarm, but I guess I'll wake him up, you know? 
<laughs> this isn't every, this, you know, just sometimes. Sure, and, yeah, sure. Yeah. But they always tend to make it. Every, different strokes for different folks. I cannot, I can't think like that. You know, when I wake up, especially if I don't have coffee right away. Right. It just it yeah. it puts it gets your it gets my mind in a place that's like it makes it hard to like think yeah. you know an hour later because I'm still I, just like yeah, yeah. it's that yeah. fight or flight I hate that yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it, sometimes yeah sometimes it's really really it's one of the hardest things about in my situation touring yeah you know? but and, and, you know I I, I understand hours. a lot of people have you know I have crazy hours but then I also have the opposite when I'm not so yeah you know but it balances out. But it's it's tough when you're not in a routine. Like if I had to wake up at four a.m. every day, that would probably be easier than right. right. <laughs> you know, yeah. just randomly having to wake up at four a.m. after. You know, so it the is worst. what it is. But here we are. Say? Here we here are. We are. We, we, we're, we're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah. That's all right. That's right. We're or all do still we skip? Awake. Do we skip one eighty eight? Let's go to one, one right to one eighty nine. Is that how it works? Yeah. Hmm. Spring forward. Why would we do that? Oh, spring forward. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, guys, we're stuck in 188. And I will say, guys, as I alluded to earlier before we got going, we got a lot of stuff to cover in this year podcast episode. So with your permission, I'd like to get this show started. Let's, Let's do go. This. Let's go. All right. Hurry up. Let's go. All right. Move it along. Little ad lib there. <laughs> yes, you. That's right. You are tuned into. You should check it out. Uh, routing our audio correctly since 2018. Mm. Happy to be here with you. This is episode 188 coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. And uh, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And as I said, we have an incredible show for you tonight. We are stuck in the 70s, guys. Yeah. We are all coming at Uh-oh. you with some 70s. Okay, dokie. And I don't say shit in like a bad way. It's like good. It's like good, good. Shit. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. That's the word I was. Looking there it for. is. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Greg's going to be leading us off here. He's going to be talking about a uh, micro genre of se- of the seventies. You can say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah micro genre that influenced uh, you know some of the stuff that went on in the nineties. Cool. Yeah. And today. Yeah. And today. Sweet. I'm going to be following him up with um, an incredible announcement. And. Uh, a follow-up on my topic that I was supposed to have last week, which is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, we're going to do the topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. That's I'm, right. I'm excited for this. You Very cool. Be. Good. And, and an announcement. Gonna, oh, what a tease. And an announcement. What a oh, tease. man, it's going to be so... Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what. Okay. Uh-oh. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does not like it. And Nick, Nick, you're going to be talking about uh, a drummer guy that you like. Darn right, I am. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. he still with us? Yes, yeah. and that's yes. part of my thing. It's like, hey, guys, why wait? Why wait? Yes. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. Excellent. All right. Well, with all of that out of the way, Greg, you are up first this week, sir. Why don't you take it away? Yeah. Stuck in the beard. All right. Well, so listen to this. I came across, well, I mentioned to you guys uh, last week, I believe, that I was at uh, Amoeba Records and I got some stuff. And I was, right, right as I was leaving, I was like, let me just look through this staff picks. You know, and I came across this record. It was Eugene McDaniel's "Headless Heroes of the Apocalypse." Right, okay. right. And I was like, that. "Yeah, right. yeah." And I and I said to myself, "Wait a minute, hold on. I know this album. I haven't listened to it in a long time." But my buddy Will Rast used to. He played this record for uh, me, and I liked it. You know, okay. and so I was like, "Hmm, there's a reissue of it right in front of me." 
it's not an original pressing or anything like that. It's nothing like, holy crap, you know, but eh, maybe I should just get this. Yeah. I'm going to get it, you know? And so sure. I picked it up. And then when I came back home, I remembered why it was so memorable. So let's, let, let me play you a track from this. Uh, you'll have to let me know what you think of it. And then I'm going to kind of maybe dig into what it's classified under and maybe okay. get a little bit of, uh, I don't know, perspective um, in sort of the sampling hip-hop cool. world and how it relates to the 70s. So here, here, this is cool. Eugene McDaniels. This is the song Headless Heroes. Check this out. Sweet. So you may have, you may or may not have rec- recognized that sample, but it's in a very well-known Beastie Boys song. Yes. yes, that's right. Right, get it together and see what's happening. This is a song that they made with Q-Tip on Ill Communication. Let's just like quickly oh, yeah. play that clip. Oh, uh, of that of that scene. Because I am the ill figure, nobody's getting any bigger than this. Get it together. There's Eugene. Phone is ringing. Oh my god. Get together. Nice. There you go. Yeah, he's and he's the macaroni. All mm. right. There Hell you go. Yeah. Nice. I feel like they they might have pulled one of those keyboard like the little keyboard drops too. I, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it, it, it definitely sounds uh Yeah, peppered throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like Eugene McDaniels. So this that record came out in 1971. The Eugene McDaniels one. Nice. Okay. Beastie Boys was like early 90s. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that record's pretty cool. And it's cool from front to back. And nice. I guess it kind of has that like maybe spoken word type of feel yeah. to, to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but some people really go back to this uh this vibe. And it's it's kind of like this, like like Jay mentioned, like a micro genre that we Call rare groove, okay. Okay, rare groove is something that I've been I was hipped to back when I was in the funk arc, and I'm not the expert. Okay, (laughs) typically the experts on rare groove are DJs. Yeah, right. right. Something that I would classify as rare groove is something that was 
maybe recorded in some point between the early 70s and early 80s, actually. Okay. So you can have like some, you can even have some early 80s stuff that kind of fits in there. But let's let, let's see what Urban Dictionary calls this a style of music found at the intersection of jazz, funk, and rock, which, you know, that's kind yeah. of, that's speaking to all of us, I would say. Mm-hmm. Nope. The golden age for this music was 1975 to about 1982. Most of the stars of the style just dabbled before going back to what whatever it was that paid the bills. As a subgenre, it lacked a huge following, but its influence can still be heard in music today, usually as a sample. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind so- of like... It's the genre of music that gets sampled in hip hop. Yeah, it sounds it, like it, funk, it, it sounds like funk that didn't quite reach the mainstream. Yeah, or R and B, or R and B, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I know we're trying to keep it snappy. So, um, and I've got two more clips for you. Let's listen right. to this Roy Ayers clip. Oh, um, nice. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Roy Ayers, but um, yeah, yeah, he's got a tune called. Uh, we live in Brooklyn, and uh, I'd like to play that one for you. That seems to kind of come up in the rare groove conversation. Nice. That one sounded so 70s with the strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was curious to hear the vocals though, because that first one, honestly, it it was also kind of like, oh, this is really you can t- you can hear how this might have influenced early hip hop. Oh, b- big time. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and like I said, I mean, it, it it it's its influence is kind of undeniable in the sense that it is the source of these samples. Yeah, yeah, they're used for the beats. Yeah. Well, and um, used within the the beats, but but also just just the spoken word and the like. Yes, yeah. yeah. Really cool. I, I, yeah, I, so guys like Questlove are like the experts on this stuff, mm. oh, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Um, also, like for instance, th- that last song, "We We Live in Brooklyn," uh, "We Live in Brooklyn, Baby." That's the that's the full name of the song. Nice. Um, that's been sampled by Most Def and uh, Kendrick, actually. Apparently. Oh, sweet. I didn't. I, I actually, I'm just seeing that for the first time now, so I couldn't tell you where. It's somewhere on Good Kid, Mad City, his first album. Okay. So, anyway. I think that it's fun to 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 hear this stuff. It's fun to kind of kind of crate dig, it, mm-hmm. you know. But again, I'm not I'm not the source, but I do want to sh- try to shed a light on on this whole like rare groove subgenre because the guys who do or guys and girls who know about this stuff, they're the ones putting on the coolest stuff at the party yeah. on the playlist, oh, yeah. <laughs> or even cooler, yeah. the 45s, you know. Yeah. Uh, I have and a friend. It's just such an investment of time, man. I mean, because mm-hmm. you got to go through a lot of. 
Yeah, you know the cool tracks like that. Stuff. Yeah, you're right. You got to go through a lot of word again. Stuff. Through a lot of this really smelly stuff to get there. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, I mean, look, these days it's easier than in in the '90s, honestly. Right. Yeah, because you can just type "rare groove" into Google and get and get a little bit of a. The curated Direction. list. Yeah, we, yeah. Right, right. We get a little bit more of a compass. Right. right. Whereas before, yeah, literally, guys, you just had to go and listen to everything, you know, and suddenly yeah. be like, wait a minute, right? That's cool. Right. So, mm-hmm. but, but uh, Nick, there are a lot of cool vocals in that song. I, the, the, the clip I wanted to play for you guys had those, those cool instrumental bits, but yeah, no, that uh, was definitely, funky, definitely go man. listen so to cool. that. Yeah. And then I've got one more clip for you guys. And, this will be maybe we can use this as kind of a quiz. Uh, if, if, whoever whoever can tell me if they've you know if you've heard this sample if you know where from. This one dates back a little bit earlier, 1967. Um, mm, okay, just a little bit earlier than uh, than that kind of golden era that I was just talking about. But rare groove. Look it up. Um, if you ever see a magazine out and about called Wax Poetic, okay. that is kind <laughs> of like one of the. I feel like there's kind of this. Again, it's it's not, it's it's a micro genre. But it's also like a micro culture, you know. There's people who really like live and breathe this stuff. Mm-hmm. Wax poetics, I should say. Yeah, you can read more about this type of stuff, and I don't know. Just go go off and uh, look up Explore. rare groove. Explore. Explore. Yeah. Look up look up playlists. You know, get out get out of your comfort zone. This is not like the thing about this music is that when you play it for people, they're like, oh, I love this. You know, it's 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 like kind of a no brainer. It's very pleasing mm-hmm. usually usually yeah. you know yeah. uh, it's just kind of older so in any case um this one is the charmels as long as i've got you take it away jay Was that it was that just, opening it, part? Yeah, just yeah. the opening part is what gets sampled. With that like it, the, like toy piano sound <laughs> or the Is it Nas? Um you close. New York. Uh, think of think more of a group. Other oh, roots? More oh, more from, hardcore. Philadelphia. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. It's from uh Woo. Tang, woo, tang. Yes, thank you. Thank Cream, you. cash rules everything around me. Cream, get thank the you. money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, and I love that sample. Yeah. You know? No, it jumps yes. out right, yes. right at the beginning. It was like that. That's, yeah. yeah. 
Definitely anyway. Anyway, so there you have it. Rare groove. That's all I got to well say. Done. I'd love to hear well your done. thoughts, but I know we got to keep it snappy. So, no, it honestly reminded me of what's the label that's doing like throwback funk? Oh, oh, uh, Daptone. Yeah, like yeah, it, they're, they're like, the experts. Like yeah, they're yeah. they're they're on top of the stuff. Oh, Absolutely. big time, big yeah. time. Uh, yeah. Daptone. I would say Adrian Casada. Mm-hmm. You know, when you listen to that last song, it sounds just like Black Pumas. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, no doubt. I don't want to say just like, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's the prototype for. Yeah, uh, it was. They definitely were inspired by, yeah. the stuff. And it's a reference, you know. I like for for, for these uh, producers and DJs. They listen to this stuff. Yeah. And they say, oh, you know, like those strings, like you like you pointed out, Nick. Like those strings make it sound so seventies. And then guess mm-hmm. what? You hear Adapto and record, and then those strings come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and not just any string, but they they've, they're EQ'd a certain way. You know, they know to how sound to sound like that sound. Ex- yeah, yep. right. Exactly. It's a yep. reference. It's a great and it's a great reference because it's really good music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So there. Anyway, Jay, nice. any thoughts? I I love it. I think your description of like. You you play it at a party. No one's gonna dislike it just because it sounds so good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, unless you're at like a Hell's Angels party or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, have the right crowd. Yeah, right, right. Or like a Pantera, <laughs> you know, reunion Dude, or something. What? What? Well, actually, this is, is kind of I dig it. <laughs> wow, this song's so beautiful. It makes me think of my grandmother. <laughs> is that cream? Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Whoa. I feel so educated. You know, that last song, honestly, I, I keep, I realize now what I keep coming back to. I think it's this. Have you guys watched Succession? Oh, no. yeah. I love that, Succession. That theme song, for yeah. some reason, just that the, the, it might actually be more melodic, melodic than anything else, but. Oh, I know. It's a. Yeah. Yeah. That show is crazy, man. I, I, it's it, a great show, and it's a great freaking theme song. I love that song. And, and Nick, I hate to say it, but like sometimes when I see Kieran Culkin, he reminds me of you. I'm sorry to say. It. <laughs> it's okay. Have you ever gotten that? <laughs> it's I, not. I, I'm not surprised by that, and his crassness is something I definitely identify. I mean, as, as I having... swear, I get chills sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> Nick. Like if. if, if if Nick was like an evil, evil, evil person, like that's who he would be. <laughs> and the youngest of a rich, rich family. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, boys. Mm? I uh before oh, I get into the What's the announcement? The announcement. I'm getting to it. I'm I'm building right. up to it. Champagne! This, this is radio. <laughs> Come on, man. Just... Right. Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. We're just very excited. We'd never really talked about the Grateful Dead on this year podcast. Greg, I know you brought them up once. You said that you were out like this. Is, this around. made his list. This made our. I think all of our lists of bands that we're told that we should like, but we never really found a passion for. Yes, I mean, yes, I, that's right. We did do I, that. I have, I have a, I have a soft spot for the dead. I, you I, do. I have, there's, a, okay. there's a time and a place. Okay. All right. You know. I mean, Nick, you want to chime in? Your thoughts on the Grateful Dead? Um, I've listened to them, appreciating that they've influenced a lot of bands that I love and never really could get into them. Yeah. That's where I've been stuck. That's where I've <clears> been <throat> stuck. I, they, there's a, I, know the in, I know the influence that they've had, and I know a lot of artists that like what they do, but mm-hmm. every time I've tried, I just can't get past the vocals, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just, okay. it's, it's, 
it's just never clicked for me ever. Yeah. But, but Friday night, boys. This past Friday. This past Friday night. What happened? <laughs> Would you watch? I was in the right frame of mind. Okay. And I, for whatever reason, I was looking for something to play, and somebody had mentioned the Grateful Dead. Somehow it had come across <laughs> my desk. Somebody the, said something that, that week. And I had, and so I just looked up like, well, if I'm gonna, let's give them another shot. Yeah, I got a free Friday time. night. Let's give it, let's give it a shot. Let me yeah. look up best dead shows ever. Yeah. And, and all of this, let me preface this by anyone who's listening to the show. Who's like, and I know they have their huge fan base and the guys are really devoted. And I'm going to say some stuff that is probably dumb novice and stuff, i apologize right? for that this is you not this you're new to this but i'm trying i'm you're trying tr yeah I'm, you're di yeah dive in man yeah. dive in it's okay safe so place. i you know i looked up a show and i was like oh this one's pretty cool but it started with like an acoustic thing and i was like that's really bad oh man that sounds awful this is sending me in the wrong direction and then i just randomly clicked on another one this is from 1972 in it's a show in oregon and i think it's a famous show i i think it's called the sunshine day daydream concert Okay. Hmm. Which again, that just sends cringes up my spine. Sure, it makes me not sure. want to listen to it. But I did listen to it and I was in the right frame of mind. And my gosh, I was transported, gentlemen. Okay. I'm not going to say oh. that I had an epiphany, but I came damn close. Oh, all right. I feel like I really enjoyed The Grateful Dead for extended periods of time. So this is, this is good news. For my pick this week, I'm going to play the middle of an epic Grateful Dead jam from 1972. Perfect. <laughs> this is like way off the wall for me. This is playing in the band. Check this out. This is a pretty good jam. Okay. Great. Yeah. It's sounds like jazzy. Sounds like Grateful Dead. It does sound, it does yeah, sound like Grateful like Dead. <laughs> jammy Grateful Dead. It does sound like the Jammy Grateful Dead. I don't know. I just got, there was a couple songs where it was like, I got past the really lame intros. Uh -huh. And when they get into a really good jam like that, I'm like, okay, 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 I can see it. I can see okay. it. I can, I can see it. I can hear this it. I can. I can hear it. I get this. I get this part. So my announcement <clears throat> is that oh. I... I talked to my friend, Kresh, our friend, Kreshmir, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. today because he's a big Grateful Dead fan. And um, really, you know, no, to I his credit, know, thought. <clears throat> to his credit, he's never really tried to like shove it down my throat or anything. He's That's never not really like. Tr- it's not at all. Mm-hmm. But I said, and I, I, I typed it into Teams like three or four times, just wanting to phrase this the right way. I was like, I listened to the Grateful Dead, and I think I enjoyed it. It was this show. He's like, oh, that's a great show. Hey, I have tickets to go see them in June. Would you like to come? What? And I said, hell yeah, I'd like to come. That's all so it I'm takes? I'm going to go see oh, my first lovely. Grateful Dead show Holy in crap. June. Oh, that's delightful. That Dead and Company. Dead and Company. That's their last go around. With their, right. Sure it is. With yeah. Mr. Mayer. <laughs> yeah. But with John Mayer. And Elton John's done too, right? And Elton John's done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Saturday. Elton John's going to join them on this next And time. Kiss. And- <laughs> mm-hmm. That should be but fun. Anyway, that, that, for me, this was a big announcement because I, I just, huge. that's not something. That's not really a scene that I want to be in. That's not really music. Well, you, haven't, you was, don't know because you haven't seen. You haven't I don't know. It. Exactly. Yeah. Who's, I'll their, tell you. who's their current lineup? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Bob Weir, John Mayer, um, I want to say Phil Lesh. No, uh, Phil Lesh is not playing. Oh, it. never mind. It's never that mind. Burbage guy. Oh, right, O'Teal. Yeah, yeah, O'Teal, O'Teal Burbage. Yeah. Correct. And yes. uh, I think the original drummer, or one of the original drummers, Crutzman, Bill Crutzman. Do you know who uh, O'Teal still... used to be the bass player for? Didn't he play with uh, Tedeschi Trucks? Yep. For a while? And, and but dating further back, Aquarium Rescue Unit. That's, oh, that's, that's, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he's a wow. bad boy, man. He's really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an old one. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Serious. So I've watched a couple of Dead and Company, sh- you know, shows. That's it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. So that's yeah. going to be an epic Tales from the Concert coming up here. Heck, yeah, it on. is. Super excited <laughs> for that. Week after June 3rd. It'll all be right. exciting. So to all you Dead fans out there, you know, it's like a virus. You know, it got into me, and it keeps growing and expanding. And right. uh, I've been trying to, like, take my vitamins and keep it locked away but i think it's it's growing so we'll right see. on yeah Let well there's awesome definitely a lot to i i have i have a show that of theirs that i like to throw on do um, tell yeah uh, i want to say it was in portland and uh, they re they released it about five years ago on streaming services i happened to be in the pacific northwest on tour with a band called rivers and right we on. uh got in the right state of mind <laughs> right and, um, which was actually kind of like a no-no, but then we like forget we like made this one exemption exception because we were just driving around this beautiful forest, mm. and, so, <laughs> nice. and uh, and I was like, oh, we stayed at an Airbnb where the guy had Grateful Dead posters all over. Okay, and uh, and I was like, huh, yeah, let me let, let's 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 try this Pacific Northwest uh, show out, and uh, we were all just like totally transported yeah. we get we arrive in bend oregon we were we meant to just drive past and we look over you know all like huh? and uh, there's a blockbuster and we were like wait what is that just get transported like back? are we just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we pulled into the to the parking lot and it was across from a gas station and um our our, our friend paul mcdonald who was on t- tour with us he, he he hopped out of the van and there was someone who worked at the gas station who happened to be in the parking lot. And he said, hey, man, what, what's up with that Blockbuster? Is, and, and the guy goes, last one. It's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
so so we uh we, we went in and, and it was just like a blast from the past because we hadn't this is five years ago but you wow know, we grew That's up great. with blockbuster mm-hmm. and then we took we took a, a pretty epic photo of ourselves in front of the last the last blockbuster now there's like a documentary about that blockbuster in bend oregon <laughs> nice anyway that was a great anyway. but, but loved the grateful dead uh, okay. For for, for, right. for for that kind of moment, that there's also so many times where I've heard it and been like, "This isn't going anywhere for me." So it is it is what it is. But there's a there's a time and a place, and I do appreciate them. Cool. Heck yeah. Cool. Well, I will follow up with uh, more information as as it comes across, and definitely right. stay tuned for a tales of the concert in June. Looking forward but, to that, gentlemen. I am uh, two weeks late now on this Rolling Stone published a listicle. Uh, clickbait thing that I clicked mm-hmm. on, of course. <laughs> it was it was perfect. It was right up my alley. Fifty genuinely horrible albums. Oh man, yeah, this one oh, by right. brilliant artists. And my gosh, yep. what a treat! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's got everybody from Kiss to David Bowie to Elton John and Lou Reed. Usually in the middle of like their most drug-addled years, putting out stuff that was made to fulfill a contract or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But I love those kind of albums just for the sheer weirdness of them, you know. Great al- great albums or terrible albums made by great people. Okay. So I was just going to talk about that, but then I was like, well, I don't want to just rehash that that list. And I ha- I post a challenge to you gentlemen. Mhm. What if we did our own little list here? Mhm. You know. And we came up with our list of the worst albums hmm. by bands that we genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Huh. So not necessarily like they're not going to reach this top 50 list of terrible albums by great artists. They, you don't have to pick a great artist, just an artist that you love, you love that you yeah, love yeah. dearly, that mm-hmm. an album that maybe you were looking for or you were hoping to get something from that just completely flopped or is like a complete like turd in the punch bowl just of the done. rest of their great, you know, catalog. Yes. So... Yep. I don't know. Should I go first? I since yeah. I I, yeah, I, it I, I laid the challenge out. Okay. Makes sense. Cool. So I had a short list. Okay. Turns out Nick may have picked one of the albums on my short list, but luckily another one rose to the top once I started thinking about it. It's from the same era. Okay. 1997. This is uh, me, uh, sophomore year of high school. All right. I'm listening to pretty much nothing but Eric Clapton and blues because I'm learning guitar and I'm. Mm. Sucking it all in. We're yeah. playing in. We're playing in. Steve never came. Our That's high school band, band yep. Nick and yep. I. And uh, you know, Eric Clapton's last album was 1995's "From the Cradle." Right. By all accounts, a great album. It's a. It's a it was a live album of just blues covers. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. I mean, I learned it front to back. Hey, it's, can't lose it's with a, the blues. Can't lose with the blues. Exactly. <laughs> So when Clapton announced that he was going to be coming out with a new album in 1997, I was so excited. So excited. Day it came out, I rushed to Sam Goody in the Valley Mall in Hagerstown, mm-hmm. plopped down my $12.99, and I was greeted with Pilgrim. Uh-oh. Probably the worst Eric Clapton album ever, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is an album that was produced in part by Babyface. Oh, okay. interesting. Yeah. Um, he teamed with a, a guy... Reaching for relevance, perhaps? I think he was just trying to do something different, mm-hmm. but just didn't meet the mark at all. He was trying to do some hip-hop and some R&B, like, soft rock grooves, 
it, it did. The album did have a hit, <clears throat> "My Father's Eyes." You guys okay, probably yeah. heard that song. Yep, yep. But the rest of it is like it's really bad. It's just Eric Clapton playing blues riffs over like really bad synth tones. I can. So see I'm going to uh, go ahead and play oh, we're the title track okay, from this great. album, just so you yeah. guys can get a, a, a picture of this. Uh huh. This is Pilgrim from Eric Clapton. All right. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Get it. Oh. I'm trying to sound like D'Angelo or some shit. Well, you know what's funny? Ginger Baker, Baker on was, the 808. He, remember, he was like, I don't know if you saw that documentary, but he did play in some like weird 90s bands. Yeah. When, like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it, anyway. He did all sorts of weird projects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been him. Anyway, but yeah. yeah. That album suffers from a lot of things. The production is just way over the top. It also runs at an hour and a half long for a single wow. CD. Wow. It's like some of the songs are like nine minutes of that. It's oh. really bad, guys. Wow. So, and and you know you pay, you paid your hard earned twelve twelve however much. I mowed a lot 50. of lawns for that. That's yeah. That was yeah. yeah minimum wage then was like six bucks. <laughs> yeah. I get ten bucks for mowing my grandparents' lawn. So that was, do that, that was, twice. Yeah. 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 That, that was that, so, that was a disappointment. I've set a bar. That was yeah. pretty disappointing for me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? I'll I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, mine is not the same kind of uh, disappointment in the sense. That, now I did have some moments where, you know, in in those days, where mm-hmm. you, it's not like the it's not like the current, you know, situation right. where you, you can't just like listen to anything you want for right. free, <laughs> right? Or you know, for a subscription <laughs> or watching an ad first, yeah, right. So, uh, you know, back in those days, you had to really choose. Um, now I never bought this album. But as I learned about the band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, okay, I went. You know, I said, "Hey, okay, so th- these guys they, they they put out albums, uh, you know, years ago." You sure? Uh, yeah. Let's maybe we should uh, maybe you know, hey, it's got, it's got the name on it. Yeah, the catalog. Let's check it out. So you know, and I'm expecting more of like the Blood Sugar Sex Magic, like really sure. sure. Epic, sure. vibey, fun, or even the one hot minute, which is a little bit moodier with like I lo- complex. I, like one I love one hot minute too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, you go yeah, back yeah. in their catalog, Mother's Milk, fantastic. Album. Oof, yeah, yeah, that's that early funk. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So you go back, you're like, hey, maybe the maybe the debut album is fire. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if this if that would, <laughs> would, if this would, would fall in that category. <laughs> well, not only that, but you know, I I, I was reading Scar Tissue, the uh, right the, uh-huh. the key to, and. Uh, you know the stories behind it are are, are, are kind of cool, but 
Yeah, they, they they were happy with it, which I guess is all that matters. But this is a song called Out in L.A. from the Red Hot Chili Peppers' self-titled debut album from, like, what year is it, man? Like, 1986? 86? 89, 80, oh, 86. No, it's wow. earlier. It's super early. Yeah, 85 yeah. or 86, I want to say? Uh, 1984. 84? Wow. Whoa. Yeah, 1984. Oh, okay. So anyway, this is a long time ago. These They were kids. I'm not. I, I'm not saying that they did anything wrong here. I'm just saying it's kind of surprising <laughs> when you're used to what they became. Got sure. it. So there you go. This is out in L.A. <laughs> well, all of us are living in a cool way. I'm on six million others in this place called L.A. <laughs> The place is my mind ablaze Small me as a race Your cop picking maze <laughs> The town makes me jump It's got a bunch of bad chicks My share's got the trucks But I still get my kicks My body love to scrub When I lick the rock Pick a lock Dump and a dump Pop, 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 pop I never stopped, I'm as wise as can be Because I'm shooting for the top And my best man's a thief Who chucked the pity, he's a boss But he never met a tree So he never be back Ha, ha Ha, ha, ha Sounds sad And smile, smile From the pity, this mind was a bad But the joker, you can tell he was strong Well, cold, plays a jagged And a hit a fine ass In between his legs was a sweet young lass like, and that's rare groove. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on it too hard, but I mean, that sounds like something that could have been in Waiting for Guffman. Flea oh, sounded boy. good. Flea sounds boy. great. Yeah, oh, yeah. and man. Flea has always been, you know, one of the cornerstones of like the musicality yeah. of the band. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah. What was up with your flow on that band? I know. Like, well, the thing is, though, that in '84. There wasn't much flow happening anywhere. I yet. know, I know, I know. Yeah, We're right, being right, harsh yeah. in retrospect. But. No, it's Ooh, true. That was but, their but, debut album. It's yeah, tough when it, it's a debut. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, but there's, you can just hear the lack of confidence, especially yeah. compared to what he became. Especially sure. Peters. But yeah, the drum was sounds. That, was that Hillel on the drums? I didn't know he played like an electronic kit. Like that's. Oh well, well Hillel was the guitarist. Oh, But it's not Hillel. He actually was. It's, he was. It's he had not. been in the band and then left the band, and he came back later. But this, okay. this is somebody else. I can't remember the name uh, playing guitar on it. And uh, <laughs> but as far as I remember, it's no. It's like Casio is, playing. Oh, you know what? Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I take it back. Oh, no, 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 no. I was correct. Actually, no, it was Jack Sherman on guitar, and they were ah. vi- they were at odds with the uh, producer Andy Gill uh, the whole time because they were not happy with the guitar sound. They wanted it to be it to be harder, and he was trying to keep it like, you know, something. 80s. Yes, the yeah. guitar and sound is I, the, the issue with that track. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I mean, it might have. I didn't realize know. there was guitar. I was just I, I heard the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, the drums are just ugh. And then oh, suffer yeah, through Anthony. Yeah. But anyway, you guys so break that out. You guys, you guys cover that one in the chili. No, the, no, no, we do, not. we do not. We we, we do <laughs> some old stuff from time to time, but honestly. Aside for that one guy with the chili pepper shirt with his arms crossed, you know, <laughs> at, at every show, that's they're the only pe- people that care. They'll be, you know, they'll be like, "Yeah, the band was really good when, you know, only the first three records are good." I'm like, "Yeah, right, okay, right, right, right." It's right. always that one guy. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, sure, oh, they are. Man. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, well, that was that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, cool, cool. I'm glad. All right, yeah. Mr. Klein, what All you right. got for us, buddy? 
I, great I, um, or be- terrible album <clears throat> by a band yeah. you love dearly? Well, I, I this is the first thing that came to mind. And then I was like, Jay's probably going to pick it. <laughs> I'll think of a different one. And then I, I went I went searching through my head for like most disappointing albums by a band. that This is absolutely the most disappointing album by a band that I loved at the time that it came out. And this was, and a lot of these songs, it's funny because I actually had, I did a double take when I looked at this album because I was like, actually, some of these songs I really like now. But that's because they read a, a different version of this album or a lot of these songs they put out on a different album a couple years later. Gotcha. This was Dave Matthews Band 2001 album that they did with Glenn Ballard, who at that point, his claim to fame was Madonna. Um, mm. I mean, I know he'd worked with a ton of other pop stars and oh, you oh, two. Oh, Alanis Morissette, don't forget. Right, right. right. Very poppy, very confusing. Um, <laughs> and they released this album every day. Every and, day. And oh. we, I think we, we, we got. We were at College Park at the time. Yeah, because I distinctly remember in the dorm room just being like, "Oh man, what is yeah. this crap?" Um, <laughs> so Jay, I didn't give you a specific track for, from from this. Did you? Did you, you didn't. Also pick the you title didn't. Track? I, I picked the title track. Okay. Right. Here's the funny thing, ugh. because I I have the exact same memory as you. Like I said, it was on my short list of disappointing, terrible albums by by bands that we love. Right. Yeah, because I just remember being so heartbroken by this album. Like we were so ready for it. Yeah. So ready for a new Dave Matthews Bad album. That it's just like, had, you, yeah, it was yeah. Under the table and, and dreaming and then ex- crash and then and then before these crowded streets. I was even excited what? because the whole hype was, oh, Dave is gonna play electric on this album. What's it gonna sound like? We don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah. And uh yeah, it's, <clears> so <clears throat> but I did go back and listen to it. It's not a it's not a bad album. It's not it's really terrible, not, but, but it's just not stuff what we wanted. Is a yeah. is like the best of these songs <clears throat> done the right way. With all that said, I did pick the title track, and I think it sums up pretty much everything you know, need to know mm-hmm. about this album. Okay, every day. Pick me up, love. Pick me up, love. Every day. See, but this has become like a classic. It shows. Pick me up uh, from the bottom up to the top, love, every day. Pay no mind to toss or advance take my chances on every day. Left to right, up and down, love, push up, love, love, every day. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, How many times can you say the word love in a song? <laughs> he lo- literally said love, love. That, that, <laughs> that one's a fun, they do that live and it's still one that like, I'm like, ah, I don't love this one. But it, honestly, I think what it was, was his, Ballard's mix of that band was just so different than Steve Lillywhite. And and I, I will stand by that I, I don't like that mix. I don't like what he does with with with, with Stefan. I don't well, I, I hate what he does with Carter's drums. Um, so uh, I'm going well, to, they, just, gonna made, they just made a very idiosyncratic band, a band that in my mind still doesn't sound like any other band, mm-hmm. early Dave Matthews band. He made them sound like a normal band. 
Yeah. And I think that's what killed it for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. The songs could have been great. They weren't. But if it doesn't have that kind of acoustic guitar, crazy drums, great bass, sax and violin, like spread out through the stereo, like it just doesn't yep. have that same thing for me. So With the hi-hat yeah. up to like eight. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, uh... I was disappointed with that album, and, uh, and I didn't even care about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, boys. Well, thank you for playing Terrible <laughs> Albums by Bands That We Love. Heck yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we got some more in the coffer. We'll come back to this someday. Sure. But uh, that's enough trash for now. The worst of the best. <laughs> <It's> enough trash. <laughs> Nick, what you got for us, buddy? All right. I have been on a Billy Cobham kick uh, for... Going on a month now. now. It's yeah. it's been a while. It's been a while, and it's um, like to spend time with me is to listen to this guy right now, and, and it's really helped <laughs> me like see, you know, who can tolerate me it, despite this music. I I absolutely love it. I I I, I adore this guy. Um, this is this this drummer um, from. Uh, he's still around. He's still alive. I'm happy to Yay. say. So yeah, that was a uh, that was that was also another thing. It was like you know what? I'm not waiting for this one. <laughs> it's just. I want to celebrate this guy right now. Um, Love it. So I, I just brought a handful of... I've played some songs of his. I think I've played two over the last three or four episodes of his some of his solo stuff. But he's a drummer who was... He was influenced, I think, heavily by, by Tony Williams. And he hit so hard, which <laughs> at the time, there was a real distinction um, between a jazz drummer and a rock drummer. He has got the chops and the groove... Of, of, of the best jazz drummers, but he hits like a rock drummer. He hits so hard. Nice. Um, and it was and it was really like to the point that the first time that uh, Miles heard uh, him play with Mahavishnu, he was like, that's my guy. I, he, and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and he came on and, and did some, some stuff with Miles in the, in the mid-70s. So rather than get too heavy into it, I just thought, let's listen to some tracks. Let's listen to some Hell old Mahavishnu yeah. and some other stuff. Oh, yeah. um, this first track is from the 1971 um, uh, Maha Orchestra, The Inner Mounting Flame. Oh, yeah. um, and this is Vital Transformations. Let's, yeah. let's, let's I love this album so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yep. 
Yeah. Sounds a and lot you know, like... it's funny, you know, I haven't heard that since we did our uh, Jeff Beck tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my right? gosh, sounds... you can hear that yeah. all over that Jeff Beck yeah. album. Yeah. But what's, yeah, the com- totally. what's, the com- what's the common thread there, though? There's, a, there's one musician on there that's on both. Oh, really? Like the Jeff Beck stuff and, uh, and this. Hmm. All right, Jay, you got the album there. Jan Hammer. That's it. Ding, ding, nice. ding, 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 ding. Nice. He's, he, he's he's that extra like he's got the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the man. Love but, I mean, the, Billy Cobham was uh, Cobham was um, he, he was such an influential drummer. And I remember I remember um, that Neil Peart mentions him a couple times in his in his uh, uh, that video series that he did uh, yeah. alongside the, the the Test for Echo album uh, where he revamped his drumming style. And he was, it was one of the drummers that he was going back to and just, just listening to his, his, his style and, his, and also very much looking at the way that he set his drums up um, because he was such a hard-hitting drummer and, and Neil wanted to kind of get more jazz feel in his, in his strokes. Um, so he does, he does this album um, with, with John McLaughlin, which catches uh, Miles Davis's attention. Um, um, I think Mahavishnu released like three albums together with, with that lineup, like kind of back to back. Um, the next album that they did, um, um, and also actually, you know, I also need to mention that uh, Cam, who we had on the episode not too long ago, he actually oh, yeah. he, he sat with me while, while I was going going through all of these and he was like, you should try this song. And, and it, was, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, he was like reading the articles that I was reading and it was, it was great. You um, can be your producer. Totally, yeah, yeah. I'd like to th- like to thank the intern camp. Um, uh, so this is from 1973's "Birds of Fire." Uh, this is one word. Fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. And to watch him play is also he's just he's just bouncing so hard. Like sometimes yeah. when he's hitting those really like fast, he'll just stand up and just just like yeah. just just smashing the drums as hard as he can. It's it's yeah. so freaking exciting. Glisten, and, this, and honestly, glistening. I was watching videos this evening. He's he's in his like seventies doing this. Like he, oh, yeah. he plays exactly the same. Yeah. Nice. Love yeah. That. Have you ever seen him, Greg? Uh, never live. Okay, uh, but I right. but I've seen videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, especially those the, the older stuff. Man, he's glistening like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to quote a Chris so, Rock's about it. Anyway. 
Yep. So he so he gets the atten- grabs the attention of of Miles, kind of a, just being such a heavy hitter. Uh, there was some meeting that occurred while Miles was working through an album that would be called Bitches Brew, and decided to go ahead and have him come in on on a, on a track. Uh, and I didn't realize on Bitches Brew, every single one of the track, there's two drummers, mm. like one on the left channel, one on the right channel. Y- right. You wouldn't know it. And let's I'm not just sure listen I knew to. That. Yeah, let's just listen to like like a just a tiny piece of this one because it's it's it if you've listened to Bitches Brew, it's a it's a journey and it's often mm-hmm. a difficult journey. Um but but it is a it is a wild album. Um oh, that's great. I don't know how to pronounce this. This is F E I O Feo. Um let's just listen to a, a I don't know, thirty seconds of this. This is okay. So that's that's Miles. The other reason I wanted to really play that one is that's uh, Wayne Shorter on soprano saxophone. Oh yeah, from last week. Um, Bernie Maupin on bass clarinet. Uh, Chick Corea on the right channel electric piano. Uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, Joe Zawin. Zawin. That's a, yeah. Yeah. It's weather, weather report. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's, yep. he's like Joe Zawin on leader. the yeah. left channel. Uh, John McLaughlin on electric guitar. Oh yeah. Jack DeJohnette. On the drum set on the right channel, yeah. and then when Billy, Billy Cobham Cobb isn't enough. Cobb, <laughs> Billy Cobham in the left, yeah. You add Jack DeJohn. That's yeah, the, yeah the, and I think Dave Holland on bass. Or, Dave uh, Holland on bass. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. That's that that record is is wild, and I think that you know the, the his relationship with John McLaughlin might have started there. Mm. Oh, really? And that's what led to Mahavishnu Orchestra. And oh, did it precede? Okay. All right, yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. It's 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 before. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Flame. You're right. You're right. I had that backwards. Thank you. Yeah, so this guy's just been, he has been an endless source of excitement and, and, uh, and inspiration. And, and I've been listening to him prior to coming to practices, um, which has been, I don't know, felt, feels good. It's felt That's great. All, I, I had no, like, I know that he played with Miles and I know that he's played with a bunch of jazz groups. And I knew he played with Ma, Ma Vishnu, but I really didn't know that he had, like, such a succession of good solo albums. He's That's released 40 really albums. Cool to see. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's released 40 albums. I want to play one more track because this, I, actually, I want to play this and I want to know what you hear when you listen to it, which is off of, it's the first track off of his debut album, Spectrum. Um, Spectrum. It's called Quadrant Four. Let's give this a listen. Okay. Tell me what you think this is, or what this sounds like to you.
Hot for yeah. Teacher. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it sounds exactly like the intro to Hot for Teacher. It is, the, it, it's, it is exactly the drum beat for the intro to Hot yeah. for Teacher. Thank you. And the I, guitar parts. It sounds like well, the again, keyboard parts. It's John Hammer sounding like Eddie Van Halen. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. is. That was that was 1973. But he does that freaking beat for four minutes and 21 seconds. Just Jesus, yeah. Pete, the guy, the energy monster. on that guy is nuts. Monster. Yeah. Monster. So it's he been it's been a, a fun journey, and I'm not even close to finished. But I just wanted to. Well, I just no, to a lot. he's got murder. a lot of solo albums, man. Jeez, yeah, please. he does. That's what I got. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, badass gentlemen. Yeah, I'd love to keep chatting, but I have. Uh, Four more hours of Grateful Dead to listen to tonight. Right. <laughs> so uh, I think we better get through. Better get on, yeah, you better get on that. I got to keep on trucking. Um, right. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks folks how to get in touch with us? Should they choose to do so? You can find us online. You should check it out.com. Send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us. Wherever podcasts are heard, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Well said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, boys, that was a lot of fun. Listening yeah, to a lot of stuff. Hey. A lot of good stuff. Some bad stuff mixed in, in you know. That was part like of the fun. Yeah, exactly. Butter and jelly sandwich. It was inten yeah. intentionally bad. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You we had left to the, the yin with for yin. a few minutes there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, it's a good time. We'll see you back here next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. How about it? Awesome. Peace. Peace. Peace.